0: Hello and welcome to the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative podcast. My name is Rim, I'm an artist, a certified life coach, an NLP practitioner, and the creator of the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative retreats. Passionate about celebrating joy and beauty in the everyday, especially when things are falling apart, I'm insatiably curious about human nature. I look into the world with reverence, awe, and a sense of wonder. Tune in for stories exploring healing through creativity, art, embracing sensitivity, and navigating the subconscious mind. I'll talk about the struggles that highly sensitive and creative people face, and share my experiences, insights, and favorite tools along the way here to empower you to turn what we often deem to be a curse into your biggest gift. I believe that the more we create together, the more we heal the world. So, let's dive in! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Podcast. I'm so happy and grateful for you tuning in. Today is a special episode for me because my guest, Jeff Hensley was my mentor and first coach ever. He helped me through a very difficult time navigating a toxic work environment and general overwhelm and feeling stuck. That was back in 2019 till 2021, just before and during Covid. So I know it was a crazy time for almost everyone. And anyway, thanks to our sessions I I became more self-confident and realized that there was so much more to my purpose than working in fashion, although as I shared many times, this was my childhood dream, so I had kind of been obs- obsessed about that and I never really considered other paths, but everything changed at that moment. And it's actually because of our sessions together that I began nurturing the idea to become a coach. And, funnily enough, we found out that we both HSPs, also none of us knew it back then. But that can explain why I felt so understood by him. If Jeff Hinsley had a life theme, he would say it would be about wonder. Both in the sense of being in awe of life and surroundings. The good stuff, anyway. And as in the question, I wonder how that works. Of course, leading from that, how can I make it work better? Or can I invent something that works well? All this involves asking a lot of questions, being open with curiosity, and if possible, minimal judgment. As a leader in his engineering company, Jeff approached that in the same way. Not autocratic, more, let's find a way. Again, this involved asking questions in an empowering way. He found himself being upset with direct and aggressive challenges or environment. Sometimes that made him feel sick. He prefers a more harmonized way, but still achieving well, perhaps better, certainly more healthy. Jeff found out this is a key to creating a good coaching environment. All this led him to his great preference, working collaboratively, which he found works really well for highly sensitive people and others around them. So I really think that you will resonate with this. I definitely do. I've always found that collaborative work is much better for my health, for my sanity, for my energy, for my creativity, and the results are always better. So in this episode, we talk more about this topic and also about something that i find very very interesting and really important for creative people <laughs> it's this uh energy this balance balancing feminine and masculine energy which is so important in order to really nurture our creativity and make it glow and flow and expand around us in a very in a positive and constructive way Without further ado, let's dive in. Hey, Jeff! I'm so happy to have you in the podcast. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Rim. Hi, It's great to see you.
0: <laughs> it's good to see you. I'm, I think it's funny because you used to be my mentor a few years ago, and uh, and it's so nice to meet you again here and have another conversation.
1: Yes, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm... Slightly nervous that you're going to be asking the questions now. And it used to be me asking them in the coaching environment.
0: <laughs> this is true. But, you know, if we didn't have this conversation at this coaching, maybe I wouldn't be here doing my podcast. Who knows? I learned a lot from working with you. It was really good.
1: Oh, great. Well, thank you very much. That's, uh, that's always lovely to hear. Thank you
0: and it's and it's funny because at that time we didn't know we were both h s p and now we found out we are, but I think it makes sense that a conversation like I could feel you understood what I was going through um when many coaches don't, or like at that time, I remember i was feeling i was a bit it was a bit stressful working in uh, in fashion in living in Shanghai, a busy city. And uh, yeah, I, I was feeling a little bit, like not a little bit—that's another statement—but very, very, <laughs> very overwhelmed.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Anyway, um, can we start by you telling me a bit about yourself? Where are you from? Where did you grow up?
1: Yeah. Sure. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm British, and I grew up in uh, in what they call the home counties. Um, I was, I was actually spent the first five years of my life in the, uh, in the, in the Southern South of England um, in a little sort of a village school. That I remember and loved. And then I got wrenched out of that into more of a sort of London or North, North London environment um, where I, I spent the rest of my childhood and teenage years. Um, and so I've, I've, I've lived pretty much in England all the time, apart from five months or so a few years ago in a jungle in Costa Rica. But that's, uh, that's another story.
0: Oh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> no, I, I think I will ask you some questions about this later. A okay. jungle in Costa Rica. Hmm. And uh, do you know your main astrological science and your human design?
1: Yes, yes, I do. I'm I'm Libran, and I am my human design is I, I'm a projector, and interestingly, I I was introduced introduced to human design completely out of the blue, and I, I was I was recommended to go and talk to a guy who was a sort of guru in his field years ago, and he sat me down, and then he just without without even. In t- talking to me hardly, he just told me all about who I was, and I thought, "Why is he?" And I stopped. I said, "Where are you getting from this? Is have, have you are you a CIA agent, and have you got a file on me or something? Because what you're, you're telling me so accurate, and you're telling me about what might have happened in the past and how I am and everything." Said, oh no, no, I've just looked at your human design, and uh, as it happens, it's very similar to mine. Um, and and I and I didn't think much of that until afterwards when i got the book on it because i was like intrigued by now and there's sort of 75,000 or 77,000 or whatever the number is of different potential combinations so to meet somebody who's <clears throat> quite similar is 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 quite unusual but yeah so that, that's how i found it out is, about human did, design how did you
0: know did like did, did
1: Oh he he ask asked he he your date of birth yeah no i i i had to kind of book to go and see this guy um and he in in the booking he said you know where were you born what time were you born and um and 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 basically that and i didn't really think much of it but of course he'd use that to to get my human design um you know and i and the funny thing was that he was he was referring he got it on his phone so he was telling my life and then he was looking and he going oh and and you'll find this and that that happens and you people will treat you like this and you find this stressful and that this that and the other and i am going oh you know when you know and i thought he'd got i thought he was on the phone to some secret service people who had a file on me or something <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> but no it was so you know he had having been sort of fairly skeptical of astrology and 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 these sort of you know these tests and things um it was really quite a sh- a shock and quite an eye opener that how how accurate it was um so that's why i got the book and read about it
0: are you less skeptical now uh
1: yes and i i mean i've i've kind of always known in all my life that there's there's something something going on behind the scenes and whether you call that god or or divine intervention or or whatever it is. I mean, I wouldn't say I was particularly religious, but um, you know, I have a sense that there's there's some weird stuff going on that we just don't know about, and uh, so that might be just part of whatever that is.
0: Mm. Yes, definitely, I agree. I think actually, all these modalities, human design, astrology, or other things, they are just like different languages to explain or to yeah, to explain the same things Yeah and, uh, Some people relate to some modalities or some languages more than others it depends on the the way they think and like to understand things
1: Yeah, yes I think that's right, although um, so far I haven't been sort of I see some people who are kind of just focused their entire lives on it having discovered it um, And I'm. I don't think I'm I don't think I've got the attention span to really do that. <laughs> <laughs> Although having said that, I've I've put a lot of attention onto a leadership model that I've been co-developing, but we'll maybe talk a bit more about that later on.
0: Yes, yes, we will, yes. But about the, the, the human design thing and the fact that you're a projector, I was just telling you before that it makes total sense uh, because I'm a generator and uh, supposedly projectors are great guides for generators. They, because generators have this life force energy, uh, which is great. And it, it can it can benefit others around them as well. Uh, but sometimes they do benefit from the guidance of the projector. The projector is the one who can see a little bit more, like a bit further away and can guide the generator's energy. So it's a great combination.
1: Yes. Yeah. And. um and, and and i see generators who or people i now know to be generators who are who have got tons of energy and great focus and drive and and they they blast through and they get things done and you know they they create podcasts for example and uh, and then i i and i think oh i wish i could do all that you know and the, and then or you know there's a mystery of how they do it um but you're quite right is it's that when i sit down and talk to them and listen to them we've come up with all sorts of other there's some other energy that that, that comes out and uh you know i find that uh sometimes whereas i I might not create it we might have created a new concept together by you know by, by bouncing ideas off each other and, and or, or whatever happens
0: mm. yes that's the <laughs> yeah it's sort of alchemy, but tell me you could you could also you could definitely have a podcast you don't need to do it i mean there's no there's not one way to have a podcast. I know many projectors who have a podcast
1: yeah, well yes i mean maybe it maybe it was just a, a you know a random example but um yeah, I mean maybe I will one day
0: <laughs> what I mean is projectors also get things done they just need to quit the idea of achieving every day you know it's not about doing 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 bam 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 it's I think it's a more of having a like more flowy rhythm allow like taking yeah. more rest or delegating more What I, from what I understand projectors it's good for them to learn to like they need to have people to work for them
1: absolutely <laughs> that yes that would I be could. the
0: best <laughs> and then you you would be there as the guide telling oh you could do it a bit more like this i think this could be more interesting like that and then the other then you can have some generators doing it for you
1: yes well i i did run a small engineering company years ago with you know we had four or five of us in it and and kind of i I, that you know in hindsight that was my style i mean you know i've worked for people who is all right do this do this do this and no um much a much more of a i think a kind of collaborative um, you know and it's it's got to be fun as well, and you know sometimes I think we can lose lose the element of fun if you're um, and hence some of the creative edge if you if it 's really push 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 i mean equally, you can go too far the other way and not get anything done at all but <laughs> but yeah huh oh.
0: yeah it's interesting. I read an article uh, a few weeks ago by Dr. Elaine Aron the, the doctor who coined the term highly sensitive people and she she was saying that she noted that highly sensitive people tend to be naturally uh collaborative. They they love it like they they they, they really thrive. Like their goal is to how can I, I don't remember the term that she used, but it was all about um being happy when everybody finds their own happiness or contentment or satisfaction from the interaction. It's not me. They are not at all in the mode of me against you. It's uh, me with you, you with me. Together, uh, we will achieve yeah. more. We can. So it's like a natural instinct for the, the, the highly sensitive person.
1: I, th- I think that's absolutely right. Yes, I, looking back over my, my career, Um, I think all all the best highlights are for me when I worked in a collaboration um, and all the worst moments were when, you know, those um, being expected to create and deliver something entirely for somebody else's benefit and that other person was not going to be at all thankful or... um, You know, or, or in some cases, even you know, you want to pay the bill. But you know, it's that. But the you know, the, working with these the guys and and with clients who I really enjoyed working with, you know, on a completely collaborative basis, um, absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely great. We we create way way more successfully than we 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 could have imagined in many cases.
0: Totally. And also, you know, those atmosphere at work when it's one colleague against the other, there's this kind of a competition. And uh, it's like, oh, oh, I'm not sharing. It's my idea. It feels really stressful. Counterproductive.
1: Yeah, I, I remember w- w- way back. And I remember the moment when a um, guy who I didn't know very well had had some sort of chat in an office. um, And I guess I was maybe 19, something like that. And working in a in a big factory, and and uh, and I met this guy in this office, and he said, "Oh yeah, <clears throat> um, you know my policy is about I have to get them before they get me." And I said, "What what do you mean by that?" He said, "Well, you know I I, I know that they're just going to um, try and try and get me or or take credit for something that I did or put me down or, or you know make me wrong in some way." So. My I I make sure that I do the, to that to them first. And I thought, well, that that's a very you know, that's just gonna cause you know, kind of a complete negative feedback loop somehow. And yeah, actually we do see uh, you know, we'd see people who, who kind of just do that. Um and I and I've I not I don't think that's productive. <laughs> And I, and I, I just, I, and I remember yeah. it, you know, very clearly and feeling very, wow, you know, why would you do that, you know? Um, and then, of course, you start looking around, and then you, and the problem is that I think once that starts, you know, you, you, you end up, everyone ends up, ends up being defensive and, and also on the offensive as well. So you've got this, these extremes of, behavior that are not conducive to either creativity or or happiness generally <laughs> unless of course you get derived yeah, some, of then... some sort of perverted pleasure out of out out out, out of out of being unhappy
0: <laughs> yes and then we in a larger scale we get wars.
1: yeah yeah so I'm 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 very, very pro harmony and harmonious working environments and harmonious and, and honest and truthful relationships and yeah. That's what I'd like to to. that's your to. Libran side. Ah. That's
0: also yeah. your Libran side speaking. <laughs> Libra like harmony. They don't like conflicts, do they? <laughs>
1: yes yeah and i suppose the other thing i remember about realizing that somebody once said um oh you're the libra and yes you're the scales so <clears throat> you're always in balance and i thought no mostly scales are completely just all right they're always moving there's always a there's always a, a swing from one to another it, you know I, you very rarely see a a scale that's completely stationary you know not those sort of balanced ones anyway unless it's, unless you put a lot of effort into getting exactly the right weight um so i think libra what i, I was the... gonna
0: say i was gonna say this idea of uh, always being in balance does imply like just when you said that i I was feeling stressed i felt like this "Ah," this uh, notion of having to control the balance so that it stays always like this and it feels like it's like (laughs) it's trying to control the outcome and and kind of being very rigid which is weird because life is not like how can you because you can't be always in balance because life is a bit crazy sometimes (laughs) so it's even if you try you try you try then it will be like this and then what do you do do you have to keep running like (laughs) it seems it seems not unnatural what that's what i mean to to always be in balance it's like lack of trust and um yeah
1: yeah and, and actually what, what, what I realized with that was that, oh, well, I'm never going to be in balance. So actually it's better to go with the, the gentle flow of the, you know, the, this, this sort of, you know, sometimes it's like this, sometimes like that. And, and I think that's um, obviously if it gets extreme, then that's upsetting, but, you know, just to be in a, a more accepting, um, environment you know and that, that i can think that with the engineering I work i used to do with we came up to a, a problem or something went wrong and really that, that, that lots of i mean things go wrong more in engineering than they go right it's just that when they get to the market they've usually gone you know been been made right mostly um and uh so it's kind of it's like instead of really panicking and going absolutely crazy and mad and starting blaming people for idiot mistakes or whatever um, then you know you just go okay alright well let's see if we can find a better way and then you do usually
0: yeah there's a big similarity with creativity it is creative it's having a creative mindset or like a like an experimentalist mindset
1: yeah yeah, I, I, I think there's the, um, that you, I, I'm convinced you can't force creativity. You know, it's like, um, it, it's, um, like I think people who write books, you know, I don't th- hardly think anybody's met a deadline. Um, you know, you hear all these authors talking about. Well, was, you know, three days before my deadline, and I'd only got half of it done, and all that sort of thing. Okay, there's there's a stimulation there, but you it's you it's um it, it, the um what am I trying to say? That is, I think it's harder to be creative if you're forced. You know, somebody externally is forcing you to say come up with a, a solution. It's much easier if you're you're allowing the the the, the balance to to. to to find its way and and you kind of accept things and then you know then you you wake up in the morning having slept on it without stress maybe and you have the answer it seems for example
0: yeah totally i agree but you know what you say reminds me of um an interview i watched. um it's a it's a french writer weber uh, he wrote about the ants. I don't know if it was trans—I'm sure it was translated in English, but I don't know if you read it. He, he read—he wrote many books. Uh, anyway, he writes one book per year. And he said, like in the interview, <laughs> the guy seemed quite sensitive and quite—you know—I don't know who—I who, who, don't know much about him, but he said he was very sensitive to music. Uh, he loved music, and I think he even played piano in his spare time. But he said that one day he decided he wanted to write. And in order to actually write and silence his inner critic or whatever, he decided to write every single morning at 8, from 8 to 12, every day, Saturday, Sunday, if it rains, if it snows, if it's sunny, whatever, on holidays, he writes every day from 8 to 12 bam 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 <laughs> and he said he said that of course sometimes the writing is not good but he doesn't care it doesn't matter he just writes every day and at yes. the end he knows he will have a book some yeah. books are not published because they think he thinks they're not ready yet or they're not so good but he, he keeps writing anyway and he kinds of in this way he you know it's his priority he you know it gets it done and he knows his creativity he said that his creativity comes from this prediction from this discipline
1: yeah i i think there is a um there's a container of some sort that helps to to have you know make it creative i mean i i i guess that he's probably got other rituals within that time you know to set up or to prepare and you know and he he knows he's he's trained himself to to be within that space or in that Kind of container for that, um, you know, for, 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 for that writing, um, and I think that's having that kind, that sort of discipline is is a framework or a container that, that that helps it. But I think you, you know, as I said before, if you if it's a forced thing, um, then that becomes, uh, you know, a, I think that's a can be a bit of a problem.
0: Exactly, and that's the, I was gonna say. For me, like you know, a part of me admires his discipline and his willpower and his dedication. I'm like, oh, wow, it's it's that simple. So you just dedicate to it. You just say, okay, you commit to it, and you just do it, and then everything will come from that. I think maybe, but then for me, given my personality, my energy. I know I could not. I would feel like I'm forcing myself. Just the idea of telling me, like one part of me, is like there are two two parts. <laughs> one part would say, oh, dream, wouldn't it be amazing? You know, discipline, self-sacrifice, commitment to the art, the creativity, you would get so many things done. And then the other part was would be like, okay, okay. Well, if you think that's what I should do. But then, of course, <laughs> then when the moment arrives, I'm like, <sighs> I don't want to do like today. I don't want to write. Maybe today I want to play, or maybe today I want to paint, or maybe even I love I love painting and drawing. It's part of my work, but I don't want to do it every day. If I decide, if I if a part of me has decided you must do it every day, then the other part is like I don't want. I don't yes. want anymore. <laughs> I I would play. I would draw. I would paint. I would write whenever I want to. Don't tell me what I have to do. <laughs>
1: yes, that's that uh, we have. Um, I, th- I always think there's there's um, echoes of youth, isn't there? There's there's the <clears throat> there's this don't tell me what to do <clears throat> and 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 it wasn't my fault or <laughs> it's sort of the the kind of mm. classic phrases that we hear from our own childhood. No, it wasn't my fault or stop telling me what to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, but isn't it we 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 keep we we do we how can I say we are like this still growing up like usually we don't like people telling us what we should do I mean most of us in a way we like because oh if someone was telling me you have to do this you have to do that okay then I don't have to think and I don't have to in a way, it feels like we are being shouldered or helped or guided, so okay, tell me what I have to do, and I will do it, <laughs> but in another hand, it's like well sorry i'm a free, I'm a free person, I'm a free woman, I'm a free man. I do what I want so yeah, yeah. it's and part of can, human it, nature
1: yes yeah, so, and they, it's kind of um you know when I had a what I was a people might call a proper job it it was in in a way, there were parts of that where and I think I'm probably not alone in thinking this is that your your life I mean, being told what to do means that you can absolve yourself of the responsibility of a lot of 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 life. You know, you, you can sort of you don't have to face, you know, those sort of hero's journey moments where you have to face the demons or whatever. You can avoid it by by just doing what you're told you know, or, or you, you know, you meet your quotas by, you know, whatever it is on the production line or, or whatever. So it's a way of uh, avoiding. Yeah. And then when you, when you find yourself not having a job or a, you know, some structure, um, then that becomes, you know, for some people that's absolutely wonderful because they can, you know, create huge, either businesses or works of art or, you know, something in the community or whatever, um, and, and others, um, you know, we can very easily just get completely lost um, and, and really don't have any, any, um, you know, it can be quite depressing, I think. And I think in some way, although I've spent most of my life has been working on my own or in small groups if for my, in my own sort of enterprise, um uh you know I still think with without a structure of some sort i can get you know quite uh, quite depressed and so depression has been a kind of theme that's gone on and off in my life as well so uh, i think there's there's pros and cons you know if you you can get out there and and face face the world on your own and you know have the big fight um and you know very classic hero's journey type thing or you can kind of get into a structure where you being told what to do, and you agree to be told what to do, and you do it, um, and you know you avoid some, you know, some some major part of having a life in a way.
0: Mm. So, what did you choose? Like, how did you choose? How did you find out what structure well, worked well for you?
1: I, 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 I um, in short, I, I left school at sixteen because I I was getting very depressed and um, um. Was actually actually a friend of mine pointed out the other day when we were discussing that he says, "Well, actually, you, you might just have been bored," and I think there is a there was a part of that to it. So I got I went and did an apprenticeship in in an engineering factory, which was actually very good. But I did say so that took four years, and then that when I was by the time I was twenty, I was working in a in an office with some quite you know very interesting work to do, but there were. Sixty people in this office, and there were two two and a half thousand people in the in the in the vicinity in the company and It just seemed to me that almost every week we'd all go up to the canteen and and uh, somebody would get given a certificate or a watch or something or you know say, Oh, you know you've been here for forty five years, continuous service, and you know thanks very much you know you're sixty five goodbye and uh, and it struck me at the age of twenty do I you know, do I actually want to be here for 45 years um, and then be given a handshake and a, you know, uh, thank you very much, goodbye at the end of it? You know, what what's that about? Um, and, you know, typically the there's in the hero's journey, there's that call to adventure where you think, gosh, there's got to be more to life than this. And although, you know, I was quite well paid, I'd got some potentially... Potentially a future there, although actually the company was wound up, kind of ten years later or whatever. Um, and so I would have, I would have never have done forty-five years there. But who knows what would have happened? Um, so uh, you know that 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 was the moment where I thought, well, no. I'd, and and, and the, the, the the answer to your question is is I then thought, okay, I could stay and get to sixty-five, and then would I have wished that I had left and done something else and taken the risk. And when you're in your twenties, that's probably the time to take the most risk. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I mean uh, um um and so I did. I thought, okay, I have to have to leave. Um although then I then I managed to get a place at university, which I would not have done otherwise, and then, you know, postgraduate type stuff and then, you know, um I, I got a job after university, which was actually paid a lot less than i was was getting but that you know that was another stepping stone to other other things
0: and then what happened
1: oh and then what happened is um i i i um i as part of this the job that i had which was um i was an assistant to the sales manager of a packaging machinery company and uh he sent me off to a, a a client who um who uh, really, re- you know, he he was actually this client was the marketing director of a, a multinational, and he wanted a machine to go as part of a huge turnkey project they were creating for making a factory. Um, and I talked to him about this little tiny machine, that, and and he seemed to be actually more interested in me than the machinery, in in a way of you know what's your career, what are you going to be doing, what you know, what do you want to aspire to do, and um, and then. Um, Uh, he then he said oh we we also need some some guidance on the packaging material for this and i said well we don't you know we're a machinery company we don't although i know the people that you know how to do this he said oh well why don't why don't you um you know you've always you've said you you know you want to sort of run your own business at some point just to see what it's like why don't why don't you see if you can create a a quotation for this so i went back to my boss and i said look you know this guy's saying you know um he wants packaging material. You know, are you interested in doing that, or I will do it kind of, you know, as as a, th- a thing that I'll do. And he said, No, no, you, we're not interested in that. You do that. So I, I did that, and that, and he he actually gave me you know multiple orders. So that actually allowed me to leave and and start my own thing. And then I I'd always wanted to be a consultant. You know, I thought, Oh, this is because I I part of my job at the aircraft f- f- uh, component factory was solving we being an investigator and solving problems. and I was attracted to that, that, that way of being, um, you know, I was like, Oh, how does that work? And interestingly, my MBTI is ISTP, which is an Intuit. Sensor, I, was going to just, I was just
0: going to ask you about your MBTI.
1: <laughs> well, the, the, when, I, when my, exactly my friend when you said she was investigator, an
0: investigator, I thought, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we're psychic. You see, I told you there's something going on that we don't know about. <laughs> anyway, but, but what she said was, oh, you're, you're a, a ISTP. And I said, what does that mean? She said, well, it, the technical part is you're a intuit, a sensor, a thinker, a perceiver, whatever. But actually, I, I think ISTP says, I see the problem. And I went, oh, that means ah. a lot more to me than, than, than all these other fancy words, because that's what I'm attracted to. I see a problem, and I, it's, I'm like a moth to a flame. You know, some sort of the engineering problems. How does that supposed to work? You know, um, and and I I love that. And I was very, I think, looking back, very successful in figuring out what was going wrong and how to fix it, and then getting it fixed so it worked it worked better. And I remember years later working for a I did about eighteen months for a an automotive component company who was not far from where I lived, and they had a particular bottleneck in a production line of these small components, and the the uh, I, 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 my boss said, "Well, can you would you like to have a look at that sometime?" It wasn't, "Hey, you've got to solve this by Friday." It was, "Have a look." So, of course, that was from my 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 um, human design that was perfect because that was the invitation you know that i've responded being invited and uh, you know hence I'm, I'm on this very call because it was an invitation um you know and uh so anyway the, I, I looked at this situation and the problem solved the problem and we sort of put it in on the sunday and on the monday morning it all went live on production now with production things It's amazing because you have to be absolutely right because the moment they break down, you lose production and you never get that time back and it's just pure cost and the accountants hate it and the management people hate it and everything. So anyway, I I came into the office Monday morning, blah, 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 and they'd been working the shift since 6 a.m. or something. And one of the more belligerent guys who was one of the sort of shift managers came storming into the office and said, who made that who did that modification that on some the end of the line here with the robot and the, the, the guides and all the rest of it and i went oh here's the well i did and he said he said it's fantastic it's great it hasn't jammed up once in three hours and that's like it's great we're all going to get our bonuses and <laughs> so, <laughs> that was really that was really quite hilarious and funny but it was. It was also a great accolade. I felt really. I felt really. Um, I, could, I, I don't think I could have had a better accolade. I thought. I thought it was really, really nice to have it like that. You know, <laughs> because it's one thing for your boss going, oh, yeah "Does it, it work? Really nice. Yeah, okay, all right, fine, good, next." You know. <laughs> so I, I did like that, and I thought that was amusing.
0: Yeah, it's very gratifying to to be seen and validated by other people we work with when we fix something yeah. when we do something good it's uh, it's always a great thing
1: yes yeah it, it is and it, it's um i think we um later on when i i, I worked with um, some very senior women um in coaching them and one of the things that came up was that you can get to a certain level and maybe this is any level but for them they got to a certain level very high up in the country and there was nobody there that could appreciate the quality and the effort of their work. So they never got any appreciation. They never got any love, never got any, um, all right, they had a huge bonus maybe or, you know, colossal salary, but they were unhappy and and, and sometimes felt under under attack even because You know, the only time that anything, you know, if something went wrong, people would go, oh, you know, whoa, you know, you did that, you were wrong or whatever, but you never got any praise and accolade or encouragement for being right. And and so so what happens is, you know, you you move to another company and for the first month or two, it's, oh, great, it was so glad you're here. And, you know, and then shortly after that, they're back in square one because the work they're doing is... Is so high level that not many people completely understand it or um, can give feedback in a in a positive way, um, and then you know they're back back in, in wondering why they're unhappy again. But you know, albeit they might have had an even bigger pay package, <laughs> but it's it's that uh, the point is is that you um um get to a point where it, it we 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 forget to. To um offer our, I don't know, praise or our. Well, I think the word the word is acknowledgement, isn't it? We we forget to acknowledge people for what they do, you know. And it it's kind of it, it isn't about well that's your job you're paid to do it get on with it. It's hey I was really, you know, what you did there was really I found that well, I could never have done that. You know that was just amazing, um or some you know some sort of um recognition and i think we would with this that could make a huge difference in in relationships and in teams and in leadership and in companies just by by doing that um and and, and i remember i had a part-time job <coughs> in a in a well-known hardware company um for about six weeks at some point and um somebody had come to ask me about how many tiles they needed for this job and i worked it out for them and helped them buy these tiles and and the it, we used to have these sort of monday morning meetings in the sort of seven o'clock before the store opened and we had this huddle and the manager said and uh <coughs> we've got a <coughs> uh, we've got a mention for jeff um yeah we've got a letter saying thanks very much jeff was great he helped with sort of figuring out how many tiles to put on my bathroom and um and so jeff stepped forwards and i gave me a little badge and a 10 pound voucher and you know even that just that little record that was that was really visceral and and um i thought wow that's even i mean it didn't cost the company anything really i mean 10 quid so what but the, the the level of like oh I feel recognised and part of the team and you know it's encouraged absolutely you know little things like that I remember and it's, it's, it is amazing and I think you know as as you know senior managers I meet sometimes that isn't doesn't happen enough even that little bit of recognition.
0: I think this ties up very well with what we were saying before, how highly sensitive people tend to be all about contribution and um making the most of everyone's skills and talents, like they, they usually like. Of course, HSPs who are not uh how can I say who are not who don't feel good in their skin or who have worse issues, they might they might not they might deny this in themselves they m- might deny the, the inner kindness and you know but when you are healthy let's say <laughs> hsp with <is> healthy usually <laughs> would thrive in and would naturally give compliments to others around around them whereas I'm not saying other people are like mean not at all <laughs> but let's say this is even more particular in, amongst HSPs so, what did I want to say about that? Oh, yeah, that it just ties in with what you were saying. But you you picked up on this, you noticed this. Uh, I think some people are even not paying attention to to this kind of of things. Of course, they would they benefit from it as well. They are human beings, but they they may not pay attention, or they may not. <laughs> there is a fly. But they, they may not um even think about it. So that's why I think HSP it's really important for HSPs to value that about them, their capacity of seeing the good in people. And use it to their advantage, but also use it for the advantage. It's actually the, the the advantage for everyone around around them, around us. Um, it's not because yeah. other people don't do it. It's not because people, other people don't think about it that they don't benefit from it.
1: Yeah, and uh, that, that it's sort oh. of the the opposite and, uh, of what yeah. this guy told me when I. It's the opposite of what this guy was telling me when I was twenty about. He was going to get the other get the other person first, you know.
0: <laughs> exactly. I wanted to to bounce back on something else you said uh, about validation. How Like these women who were working with you, they felt really unhappy when they were, because they were not validated, because there was um, no one like above them, because they were doing very high level work. Uh, I think this happens a lot, even not when in a high level position. It certainly happened for me in my career. I never had, I don't know if it's fashion or creative industry in general. I think from my experience, I may be wrong, but what from what I observed, I found the engineering. Um, industry kinder than the creative industry (laughs) somehow it's funny because you know this cliche how we think oh women are usually naturally kinder you know the feminine energy and usually i say usually it's not always like that but you know engineering is supposed to be more male-dominated industry whereas creative industry Artistic industry, fashion industry is supposed to be more female dominated. So one could imagine that in a more female dominated, there will be more kindness and softness. But it's actually not my experience at all. I found it's uh, people are very tough and, and, um, and very not generous at all with, with compliments at all it's uh, each for their own you have to do your, you you have to do your thing you have to work really hard it's like you always have it's this feeling of you always have to prove yourself and like you know it's like everyone is uh, fighting for their place or for their place in the under the sun something like that because how oh, uh, big scar- scarcity mindset there is not room for everyone so I struggle to get here so i'm going to make everyone struggle around me
1: yeah, it's yeah.
0: it's a kind of
1: um... well, it's it's a sort of vicious competition born out of um, jealousy and fear, or combinations of those. I think yeah. so. Yeah, and it's yes, not. Yes, inflated I, I would,
0: ego as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's right. That all comes into it, and the way I think, the way it occurred to me. I mean. I, I've I've got sort of two books in me. One is about the, the leadership thing, one is about my experience with what I learned over twenty five years or so of coaching with women and um and also my what came out of of visiting and living in the jungle in Costa Rica where um <clears throat> I think what happens is or the one way of looking at it as I am talking about might be in a book, um, is that we we look at the sort of masculine feminine male feel well first of all masculine and feminine isn't man and woman because we are we're a mix kind of on a
0: definitely not on
1: on a on a continuum definitely not then then yeah Yeah. then then we want to describe you know what this continuum is and and it's really difficult except that one way to look at the the, you know thing where you've got to change your things is to say well what happens if you're right at this end off the screen at 100% masculine, and what happens at this end where it's 100% feminine? So, um, it's a long story how I got to all of this and met people and gurus and all sorts, but ultimately I'm standing in the middle of the jungle and realizing that jungle kind of represents what might happen at 100% feminine, where you've got massive creativity. It's, it's, um, everything's supporting each other you've got this turnover of life and death and decay and regrowth and and you know this sort of magic that happens i mean for example there was this vine creeper that came down from i couldn't see how you know it looked hundreds of feet up in these huge tall trees and it came right down and it was kind of the thickness of my thumb and it when it got to about the height of my knee it was starting to sprout roots And I thought, well, how does it know? I mean, it's grown all the way down and it gets to about a couple of feet from the ground and it's knowing to start to sprout these roots. How does it know that? So there's this kind of wisdom. Now that might offend or upset some men, but remember, men isn't this masculine and masculine isn't this, the men and the feminism isn't feminine. It's just an arbitrary thing. We call this this energy. But the point is, if you say, oh, okay, 100% masculine is complete sterility. <laughs> and the 100% feminine is creativity in a, on a massive scale. Um the next difficult question you have from that is okay if the feminine is responsible for creating how did the masculine get there well the answer might be the feminine created it so the feminine if the feminine created the masculine well why you know and then that becomes a really interesting kind of uh, debate and and Hold I think
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on. Then, then it would mean that Adam was born from Eve, out of Eve, not the opposite. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 but actually, then you've got um, there is this um, what's her name, uh, Lilith? Is it Lilith, Lilith, or something? There's some biblical part of actually Lilith came first anyway. Lilith. Lilith. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I don't entirely know the story, but um, somebody did say, "Oh, yeah, actually, they did say that," and they were, "Oh." Uh, um, and you, but you have to do a lot of reading around the, that character because it's been yeah. maligned and all sorts of things, you know. Um, however, so, so, um, you know, I think you know, the, the biblical, if you're into religion, the Bible, there is a bit about what came before Adam and Eve. <clears throat> but so, so <clears throat> you know, what, what the question is if the feminine is, is I mean, all right, you can say God created the feminine, fair enough, and then. The, 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 out, out of the feminine came the masculine so why why would the feminine go to all that trouble to create the masculine um and the answer might be whereas the feminine is kind of very supportive and all over the place here to actually to grow out and to expand into the universe to take that energy out there and that creative you need a little bit of direction and a little bit of this kind of action. Um, and focus, if you like, a little structure. bit like the, your guy who writes for four hours. Go yeah,
0: ahead. a bit of structure.
1: It's a little structure, yeah. So so why would the feminine want this structure? Well, it's to support the feminine in in the creating this wonderful stuff that the feminine can create. Well, for the last thousand years or so, the masculine has got a little bit more, you know, more more pushy and sees itself as... The feminine is is supporting the masculine, whereas you now I think if you turned it on its head and said, okay, as somebody whose preference is embodying more of the masculine, what is my job? Well, that might be, and that answer is to actually support the feminine. But well, that means, okay, yes, supporting women, which is what I, I do anyway through the coaching work. But it's 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 actually supporting the feminine out of that, and when you get you say in that in your industry where in the fashion industry it's very backbiting and backstabbing and you know all this stuff going on, that is what I I say is is where you need the masculine energy to come in and remind or support the pure creative side, and that that it 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 um. What am I saying? It, it helps to to pull everyone together to get the best for for the team as well as the individual, rather than the, going in the, the the direction that this guy said when I was twenty about you know doing other people down first. I mean, I mean the the, the reason partly why people do people down is because they 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 think they 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 you know getting one up and they're putting themselves above, whereas we're really talking about an equal partnership bringing each each individual's um, talents to bear in a in a way that's mutually beneficial to everyone for as much as possible um, i mean obviously they're going to be stars who 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 are who have you know if they, if they're then helped in the right way they can contribute to society and right. they might become rich as well and themselves and there's nothing wrong with that but um it's it's to Is the benefit rather than the expense of um, everyone else? So I think that's how, in short, and you can edit this to make it shorter if you like. The, the masculine, you know, if you said, "Well, the masculine's job is actually to support the feminine in this creative endeavor, rather than the the masculine taking the feminine as the servant of the masculine, and the, and sort of getting ourselves around a thousand years of, of you know, wars and and um, and, and distress." Um, you know that that would be an interesting debate and in the way of looking at it, I think
0: yes, it's very interesting, I think also in our societies uh, fashion industry included I think the notion of feminine energy and male energies energy have been dysregulated. and um, <laughs> the image that comes to me is i don't know why I had this image coming to my face it's like when a muscle. How do you say atrophied in English? When a muscle is...
1: Oh, it at- atrophies or stiffens oh, up. Atrophies. Do you say atrophied like, in English? It becomes like stone. Is that
0: Something what, is that like that. Word? I don't know why I had this image. <laughs> ah. yeah, 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 yeah. When the muscle cannot grow properly and it's... So at the end, the muscle becomes like... <laughs> And um, I felt like the feminine and male energy, masculine energy, have been atrophied, and because we don't really know anymore, like we're supposed to win. Like women, are be, women and men are out of touch with their feminine side, yeah, but also kind of out of touch with their the male side. But the, the healthy version, because like I think, like for, for same as well as for any energy, it's like a spectrum, so as you said the drunk girl, the two f- fast like there's the extreme masculine and the extreme feminine but like so within the feminine imagine there's the the extreme and if you like there's the shadow part of the feminine energy and the bright light the golden part of it the same for the masculine and when we deny the bright part of each energy we we are left with the shadow parts. And uh, even if we try to, but we don't really know it. It's like, instead of nourishing the muscle yes. <laughs> healthily, it becomes, that's why I say it's becoming atrophied because it cannot grow yeah. healthily. And therefore yeah. everything is out of whack and
1: That's right. Yeah. It's like, as I say, if you, if you, if the feminine tries to, to become, very masculine. The end result is sterility, and everything just dies. Um, but what I think you can imagine this this line, and as if you know, there's a sort of sweet spot somewhere in the middle that, that everything works nicely, and you get a balance. Well, um, you know, or when you need to be, have a bit more action, you move a bit more to the masculine. You need a bit more creative, you move a bit more to the feminine, in or, or whatever metric you use. But if you push the feminine too too far forward and make them um and i think this is what happens when you know we're making women into managers or into bosses and they're expected to work in a very masculine way what happens is they 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 sort of you know the the, 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 they can never reach the, the masculine end and they wouldn't want to but they they're they're sort of pushed off and into a into an abyss and i think that's why um You know, we we hear old oh, women bosses get get referred to very in derogatory terms for doing exactly the same thing that a man would do, and he'd be called as some sort of you know really tough guy. um And and you know, it just seems to be well that was the same the same action, but the woman gets called something derogatory, and the man gets oh he was a tough guy, you know. Well, you know, there's there's so what we're saying is is a slightly different way of a woman to be assertive and confident and get things done, there's a slightly different way of doing it to what the, the sort of the tough guy man would be. And anyway, when we really look at what the tough guy is, he, he's really just a scared kid, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, That's it's
0: That's true. That's yeah. true. But, you know, that being said, we are highly sensitive people here, so I think we're not that impressed with tough guys.
1: Well, exactly. It, it's that? not it's
0: a, a way of... Uh, I'm not saying HSV are feminine. No, not at all. But no. somehow the sensitivity trait relates more to the feminine energy. Yeah, I'd say um, so.
1: And I, what yeah. I'm saying is is there's, so there's a huge this, power in that. Yeah. You know, there's a huge power in that. And um, it, it, it's, it's, if we knew how to leverage it or to work with it, um, I think, you know, there's... Well, as I say... <laughs> You've got you've got a, the the next kind of logical step from this this argument. I have is that if we get too masculine, we carry on masculine. Then basically, the whole world is going to become a, a nuclear wasteland. It's going to be sterile. It would destroy the whole thing. So, I think, the the feminine power needs to come back into the fore, um, and and with with the you know the sensitive, the sensitivity that's required with that as well um and you know i think that's going to that's save the world you know or or more 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 accurately those the sensitives that can embody and leverage the feminine wisdom um in a way that that many yeah. people go oh okay yeah that's that that's right you know
0: you know you know, Elaine Aron, this uh, this um, doctor I talked to you about, the one who coined the term HSP, she argues in her books and her work, she said that why the highly sensitive uh, person trait evolved in our species. Uh, actually, it's not only human beings who have highly sensitive people. It's also like she, there was a study about monkeys, for example. Like, what I mean is other animals also have yeah. HSB <laughs> yeah. who yeah. have a more sensitive nervous system. So there is a reason why uh, it's because humans or anim- like animals need, like they need this part of the population that is more into taking risks without thinking too much, like brave one kind of bravery because uh, there are different styles, but you know, we're more into the action mode. I go and blah, I do kind of the male energy. And but then there is uh, we need those people who are a bit more on the side, who are more observant, who pay who are more compassionate, who pay attention to details, who are more in touch with the intuition, who, who will be like the sacred advisors, she said, like in, in ancient times. There would be the king and the warriors, and then there would be the sacred advisor. And she said, the sacred advisor is the HSP, it's a highly sensitive person. Yes. Uh, kind of like the the, the mage, oh, the wizard energy, who is a bit more, you know, who is very brave, but in a different way, yes. <laughs> in a more so- less obvious way, let's say, it's more subtle. Yeah. Uh, and they, so that would be the role of the HSP that needs to lead the king and the warriors into safer, safer zones, and to highlight danger, like, hey, you didn't pay attention to this, but, you know, if you're doing, if you keep doing this way, it's going to burn down, or it's going, it's going to explode, careful, pay attention to this, and this, and then, I think it's this feminine energy, also, so it could be, I find, like, in the Big scale, it could be that we need more HSP sh- showing up, speaking well, up, more women as well, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, also, I mean, I, what I mean is also within an individual. If if everyone is more in touch with their feminine side, feminine energy or the sensitivity, let's say sensitivity, even so then things will get much better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it, it becomes... I Think with the more masculine the energy, the more it, it, it might you might say, well, it's more impactful, um, but it's I think it's also short term. So, you know, so this you might say, well, I'm going to get this result and I'm going to drive it through and I'm going to do it and then I'm going to get my accolade. Thank you very much. Whereas with the sensitive, we're saying that, hang on, okay, you can do that, but actually it's that that's a short term if you want an actually longer term and more sustainable result then you know you've you you, you you look at it from this point of view and i think that's possibly you yeah. know we we complain don't we that the world gets is getting faster and faster and quicker and quicker and with you know AI i's now upon us you know what where where is the sensitivity in a chat g b t report that you've asked it to do you know i, I don't know um I, I i must admit i haven't really embraced the whole thing just 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 yet but you know i suspect there'll be a it'll be more of a the sort of more masculine yeah you know, it's faster i can get a whole report done in 3.2 seconds it would have taken me three days or whatever but you know what what uh, uh what would be the longer term leverage that I can get out of out of that, you know, all right gives it give me more time to do to do other things, or does it do give me more time to get embroiled in more of the same to get even faster? I don't know. I mean where does the quality of life come from? I think you know?
0: I think the chat GPT could be used as a tool to serve the the, the 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 most sensitivity or the intuition or like the human mind into the, the the thing that only humans can bring like only actual people can bring to the table and not the other way around if it's (laughs) then it's then it's fine it it could be used as a creative tool or as a practical tool in order to enhance our creativity if we know why like if we stay aligned with why we're doing it if we don't forget why then it's fine so I think even with that, we need to balance out the, the feminine and masculine energy.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think the point is also to be about uh, be aware of that kind of continuum. And when you're looking at things, say okay, what, where, where is that coming from? That action is it? Is it a pandemonium of uncontrolled and massive creativity, or is it this? you know, very, very direct, you know, high energy thing at the far end, which could, you know, could that, is that is that going to serve the, the, the feminine or is it going get, to get more into sterility? Um, You know, where, you know, so it's just useful looking at things through different lenses, I think.
0: It is. And it's interesting, like this notion of sterility and jungle, Sometimes, like, personally, I think I'm I'm quite creative, but I'm also very chaotic in my mind when I'm not paying attention. <laughs> uh, I think this is something I've uh, found in many, amongst many HSDs, because we do have a tendency to overthinking, to have a lot of ideas. As we discussed before, like, well, before recording, we say we both have this um, I- uh, notion of ideas growing, like, branch of a tree. It's not linear thinking. And it in a way, it's exciting and it's great because whoo, there's an abundance of ideas, of inspiration, of possibilities. But it can also lead to an overgrown jungle. And jung- the jungle, when it's too overgrown, it can destroy. <laughs> and it can become so chaotic within. That actually, we don't have the energy all the time, or the space to give life to those ideas, yeah. and at the end, we're not creating anything. It becomes a big mess. That's right. And it's like <laughs> exactly,
1: and that this that... this
0: uh, and and we become overwhelmed. Our nervous system gets overwhelmed, and yeah. then we're like shut down.
1: Well, and that's what I'm. That's my point about that's when the masculine energy, the slightly more directive comes in so that it says okay well you, you know you and that's why my argument is is that the masculine was created by the feminine to help with exactly that situation where your creativity is just becoming you know just overwhelming you say okay all right okay great it's good but actually then to grow that out you know further out into into the world and 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 apply it or or to be to be able to cope with it, or just you know go to the next level of creation, whatever it is, you need to have created that system or that that structure, which is much more in the masculine energy, to get out of that. But um, and that's so. I think you kind of argued my point for me. Thank you.
0: <laughs> that's exactly this. I totally agree with you. I think it's really important. Uh, and since we are sensitive and creative people. We do struggle with that, particularly yeah. struggle with that within yeah. ourselves, not only yeah. in the collective.
1: Yeah, this there's, this there's, um from from working with with women in you know, uh, well all sorts, but in senior places and, and in business as well, it it occurred to me that there was a particular communication that that the feminine could make and the one that the masculine would make. So, the masculine might be you know in this sort of get things done. So you could imagine it being more commanding and say, okay, we've got to do this, you know, let's, let's, let's organize, and let's do it. Um, whereas the, what I found was with, with women that I coached, if they then, if they went and said, um, how could I support you to do, to do to, to what's required, um, which is so you've got you different energy. So, um, and, and in fact, one of my clients, well, several of my clients use this to great effect. Somebody got a, a huge pay rise helping her boss by going and saying, how can I support you? Um, and another woman actually completely busted her sales target by using that approach with her, her customers. Um, so whereas the traditional business structure is a kind of a pyramid that way. And you've got the managing director and then you've got layers underneath and there's command and control. If you invert that, and I'm not the first person to invert this particular kind of triangle, then you've got a supportive thing. So the the managing director is worth his or her money because he's supporting the whole enterprise. And this is where coaching comes in as well as a sort of prop because it's, you know, it might be a bit wobbly. Um, But the question is then is how can I support you? And then they say, how can I support you? And then how can I support you? And then you get to the front line of the people who are dealing with customers. And if they've got their masculine hat on, it's, hey, buy this, you know, and this is a great, you know, the the benefits of this and the cost is that, and your payback is so and so, blah, 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 blah. But if you then say, hey, how could I support you? Where do you need to be supportive? And, some of it it can be as much as well. I need to look good. Who do you need to look good to? I need to look good to my wife, my boss, my you know my peers, whatever it is. Okay, how can we, how do we do that? And so my 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 clients, my sales clients, conversation was really about how you know what do you need to look good to? I need to look good to my boss. How do we do that? So she was doing that, and as a consequence, and making sure she delivered on on helping them look, look good, and so she actually got massive massive number of more orders because she she could do that but the other thing is is if you're a corporate and you've got this structure now which is fairly easy to put in um and it's obviously how can i support you but i'm not being a doormat so i'm not doing your work for you but i'll make sure that you know what 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 you need is in place um and you know how do you get to you know what do you need to feel good and look good um, but when you take that to the, the sort of outside world, then you say that to your suppliers, you know, what do you need? Now, I, I know that the automotive industry from having worked in it is completely the opposite of that. It's really, they treat their suppliers as, you know, they have to perform, they have to do this. Have, you know, it's really very masculine, very masculine. Um, but it's, you know, what do, what do you need? So you, you get your suppliers, then you get the the, the community. You can, you can, go out into the community and the environment and say, well, what do you need? And then, so you get your CSR, your corporate social responsibility as a natural, um, your suppliers love you and, and and go the extra mile. And I used to do that with, you know, not realizing what I was doing to my suppliers. And when I had a rush job on um, one of the engineering companies said, oh, um, and I'll probably get shot for this, but they're saying, oh, we've got a huge rush job for Mars, you know, for their, a huge mars bar plant in slough but um actually you know you're a tiny company but because you pay us on time and and we really enjoy working with you because we you come in and you talk about what we want and everything and we you know interested in us we'll we'll actually put their work off to one side and we'll do yours (laughs) well (laughs) you know so it kind of does pay um uh, so, so yes. what I'm saying is, embodying that feminine way right through a company, and just by looking at it in a sort of upside down way, you end up getting, you know, serving. And and when I I I, um, I presented this to an exec a, a huge aircraft company once, and I said, um, what's really interesting here is this big cloud of money at the top. And it's like a rain cloud, and when when you're serving everybody like this, you, the rain cloud of money falls into your company, and, and they love that a bit. <laughs> and it's actually kind of true in a way. So the, the, the masculine gets served by by serving the feminine, and it, and it's a virtuous cycle. And that's what I wanted to say about that that concept. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so interesting. Yes, you know, I listened to a podcast recently. I think it was, well, it's a podcast about manifestation. And the woman was, uh, she was saying that money is masculine energy. But that in order to have more money in your life, like to receive more money, you need to turn on your your, your feminine energy. Because it's the idea of being receptive to the masculine energy of money. So if you're being more feminine about it, embodying the feminine energy, then you can. It's like you open the gates, you open the doors to receiving more. The, the energy of money, because it's masculine, it will be naturally attracted to this feminine energy, and shoo, yes, comes to you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's very Let, interesting. She compared to a. I
1: think it, I think it's true. I think yeah. that is true. I mean she compared the, it
0: to a to a yeah, she compared it to a dating situation. She said like it's, it's, it's quite basic, but you know, sometimes simple image, simple comparisons are easier to understand. She says so imagine a woman and a man, like a man man, a manly man dates and a woman dates. And if the woman asks the man to do something for her, like the man would be really happy because the man naturally wants to serve the woman let's you know it's energy you don't need to let, let's take it as yeah. with a pinch of salt but anyway the idea is and then the woman is um uh, so then the woman would say okay thanks she needs like she would say thank you like say like being appreciative but she needs to back off she needs to let the man do his things he's going to do it he says he's going to serve the woman she's going to do what she needs but he's going to going to have to do it his own way Yeah. Cannot like if the woman steps in and try to manipulate the man in doing the thing the way she wants, he's gonna feel controlled. Yes. And he's not gonna like it. And then he's gonna say, "Well, I'm I'm not gonna do it anymore. You're you're annoying me. Like back off. Trust me, I'll do it my way. I will handle. I will handle it my way." (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) and and, and she was comparing this to this notion of of, uh, receiving money.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's right. And, 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 you know, in, in that, in that particular example, you know, if, you, if that, if that was to carry on, then, you know, the, the ultimate result of that relationship would be sterility and, you know, wouldn't exist anymore. <laughs> so, so that is important, but it's also important for the, the, the masculine to, to, um to allow himself or itself to, to go into that serving, serve the feminine mode, I think. And, You know if if more men tried that um and more women realized that that was the 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 way it works um you know i think uh, you know happiness would would be self-generating
0: definitely and how would you like what advice would you have for people for highly sensitive people highly sensitive and creative people to balance out their negative and feminine energy within themselves oh well, within well, the one I, I,
1: person I, I, well I, I think that with, with with the majority of things start off at a baseline of awareness and um in a way that leads us neatly into the idkn leadership model which we maybe talk about another time now but the point is you, you first is in awareness and you are, are wearing oh, awareness have an awareness of your reaction and, you know, your emotional response. And then it's a question of, you know, when we do an IDK and show you how to get out of reaction, which we call the mud uh, in, into into an area of response, which is actually much more measured and controlled and and planned and, and you know, reasoned. Um, it's not easy. And there's a huge amount of hero's journey in that as well. Um, but if you don't, you will go into reaction You'll try and resolve the tension of that emotion that you're experiencing, whether it's fear or um, anger or or a sort of depression thing or cyclical. You'll resolve that, and then you'll create another moment fairly quickly, or or not, but you will create another moment where you're going to reaction again, and then another one and another one. So you're you're permanently in reaction, and you we say in our model of the IDKN. Um, that you're in the, in the mud but then pretty soon if you keep on trying to resolve these things out of reaction you get into a swamp you know the mud becomes a swamp and we have an, an acronym for that which is swamp swamp which stands for stuck with a massive problem <laughs> and then getting out of that is a lot harder so um that, that's a sort of neat segue into uh, perhaps what might be delighted to to talk to you about, about that another time.
0: Definitely love to have a conversation about the I don't know mess yes. model. I think it's very interesting and very relatable for many sensitive people. Yes. So can you give an example, some example of how you personally balance out the masculine energy and the feminine energy within?
1: Ooh. Um, well, that's a great question. Um I, th- I think obviously having an, an awareness and having worked with this kind of this sort of thing for quite a long time um but we we i mean i think we the first thing is to accept who we are anyway we might be naturally very masculine we might be naturally very feminine and and trying to bend that you know into to others others' will or is is is, is maybe a mistake much better to to find some way of of um leveraging our own our talents um but i, I did catch myself the other day I'd, we, we 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 um we we have a local a, a, an amenity where we're tip where we can you know dump you know household goods or whatever that was no longer required so um you have to book to go down there and in our particular local one they're very good and they keep it clean but there's a couple of guys there who seem to be very officious um and i drove the car down there and i was in a bit of hurry um but and i drew up and reversed into a parking spot. Now, beside me, there was a big truck and a trailer, which was taking up kind of one and a half spaces. So I moved over into part of the, the half that wasn't being used, thinking, oh, I'll you leave room for someone else. But they there were sort of yellow lines down marking rough areas of bays in which you can put your car. So my wheels were just over the edge of this yellow line. Now, I jumped out of the car in a bit of a rush, and this operative there came out said no sorry sir so sir, sir, would you would you move your car into the bay properly and i thought well my instant i found my, myself straight away in reaction thinking well hang on i'm mean, in a hurry it's completely pointless there's no need you know i'm not i'm actually making more room for somebody else i mean you know i kind of thought about this and now you're making me wrong and it and i actually felt myself and i i don't naturally get angry, I don't think I mean maybe I do, but it's not expressed, and I was about to express my my feelings about that because i it's like it was a waste of time, you know it's just being petty, pedantic, officious, bullying, it's all those things which I hate and um, and I felt my you know I can feel it now like tension, chest tensing, and uh, you know so and then I caught myself and I thought, huh, you know that that's All that's going to do is we're just going to get into an argument. We're going to get shouty. And then, you know, if we didn't stop and back down, we'll get into a fight. And then there'd be, then we'd all go to court and then we'll go to prison. And it was just like completely, it would just blow up, you know. And this is in, you know, how wars start ultimately. Um, And then, so I thought, okay, get, I I still had the emotion of anger, but instead of resolving it in an argument and you just know, saying no, i'm not doing that and just, just going back in the car it took me like six seconds to move the car and get out and 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 you know but i you know i, I also felt that as I, I drove away i was still holding that anger um and it took a while to to but i and i know was, the point was i was realizing and noticing that at the same time so there was an awareness I and mean, although you know, you, you you can't deny humanity and these emotions you're going to have. It's how you choose to resolve it. Um, and in, 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 as as I was putting the bags back in, having emptied them, the guy said, "Oh, thanks very much for moving the car, sir." And and I, I, I even then I couldn't look him in the eye. You know, I could have been magnanimous and saying that's quite all right, but actually there probably wasn't a need, need to do it in the first place, maybe. But I, you know, my, my other Go. We we all have our go to methods of dealing with things, and and my tendency go to is to go aloof, which means to to leave the situation, you know, because I being sensitive probably can't handle the, you know, the potential angst of getting into a big energetic argument. You know, it's just like it's not worth my investment in my energy to do that, and so I, you know you go away. The cost of it is, of course, you carry that with you you know through the day or from how long so i drove up this this, this lane luckily it's about a mile long you where know, there's no traffic and i just stopped and and then i just breathe you know went into breathing Just, just okay just calm down <sighs> just breathe it out and let it go and you know i think there is and, and i need to for myself note to jeff you know Learn more about these breathing techniques because I do think there there is a power in them, and there's a physiological um effect that breathing has and the different types of breaths that you can make so really, the first thing is notice, be aware um you know reflect, be courageous, there's always that, and then there's a the sort of reframe about okay, who was I in that moment how do i how do I deal with it um and if you get really quick at doing that all in one one go while it's live, then you can res- be in response. This is a much better way of of coming at, at getting to a, the end result that you really want. The end result I wanted was to get rid of this junk and get back in the car and get back onto a meeting in time. That's what I wanted. Um, and had I gone any other way, I might have been late for my meeting because I, you know, I might have ended up with a black eye or something. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not the end result that we really want. And I would have been in the swamp, stuck with a massive problem. So that, that, I yeah. think that, that's that's. Okay. So you,
0: you, it's a great example. Thank you. So you were aware, you took awareness, you observed your, your reactions, what was going on within you, and you took the time off <laughs> to be with yourself, to process your emotion, and then you nurtured yourself. By yes. thinking about breathing and um, Yeah. But it, it's. Yeah. And pre- breathing, breathing. Breath is life. It's yeah. life force,
1: isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's a painful exercise, but actually, if you, as a sensitive person, if you can realize what's going on and then have a strategy for dealing with it um, and without being a doormat and without being bullied, you know, um, or to rise above that that occasion a situation don't get dragged back down into the mud. And who knows why that person asked me to do that. To me it seems like completely, you know, futile and and just purely a, a trying to exert their own dominance, you know. And maybe that's all they had. Maybe maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're bullied themselves. Who knows? I don't know what their situation yes. is. Um but I'm pretty sure
0: Maybe they that, don't nurture themselves. Well, maybe they deny their feminine energy.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it, exactly. It, you know, and it may be, maybe maybe they are a prime candidate for a bit of coaching about okay, you know, what's going on for you, and um, you know what what effect do you think that's going to have, and what result is that you know doing this sort of thing they they can't gonna have and and um, you know it it. it who knows you, you don't know but the point is well, how do we deal with it internally ourselves how do you know without um, becoming burned out or stressed out or you know distracted or whatever and i think you know this it's it's also about practice and getting you know getting support you know again kind of, i've shared that story a couple of times with people who are coaches and you know we've talked about it and all that sort of stuff
0: there's a wonderful conversation I really enjoyed talking about this the feminine and uh, and uh, and uh, masculine energy. There's so much to say about that. It's we we started talking about balance, and here we are at the end, getting back balance in energies.
1: Yes, that's been great. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I mean, I have very much enjoyed um, having this kind of. Um, creative conversation
0: yeah a flow we follow the flow Uh, tell me where people can find out more about you and how can they work with you like what can you help them with
1: yeah no great question well that's the the, the sort of two main things that i do one is is coaching mostly women as it happens um and that's you'll find some information on a a very ancient and un, un. unloved website. Well not unloved, but it's kind of hasn't been updated for years at Jeffhinsley.com. Um, and the the more sort of leadership type thing is at uh, IDKN that stands for I don't know ness.org. So that's idkn.org. Um, welcome to have a look at both of those sites. And the way I work, uh, I I work largely one to one um and you know have, have sessions always have a an introductory session to get to know one another first of all so um always just send me a, an email at jeff at jeff hinsley or jeff at idkn.org as so a jeff at jeff hinsley.com or jeff at idkn.org i will write Thank i will you. write
0: all the information in the show notes all uh, oh, right fabulous it, yes about oh, the i knew scaling.
1: there was a, yeah. an easy i knew there was an easy solution <laughs> <laughs> so yes welcome to um, with a linkable
0: this... with a clickable link
1: yes fabulous oh the technology is wonderful <laughs> so i'd i'd be delighted to to have a conversation about where people are where they'd like to get to um how to really and this igkn leadership thing is a very new or novel leadership practice which will i think blow your socks off um and uh, you know, really, if, even if you've been leading for twenty years or more, it's absolutely well. We'll talk about it next time. Let's, let's say that.
0: <laughs> yes, we will definitely have a conversation about that because that's a very interesting uh, <laughs> because that's a very interesting topic, and we've all been there, and I will be again. Uh, yes, as leaders. I was like the company leaders, but I think as leaders of our own lives as well.
1: Absolutely. Especially
0: in the creative field, because creativity is also all about embracing uncertainty and um, treasures lie there.
1: Fabulous. Great. Thank you.
0: Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I really enjoyed and uh, see you next time for our next conversation.
1: Fantastic. I should look forward to it. Okay. Bye, Rim. Bye, everyone.
0: Bye. I hope you enjoyed this conversation too. I wanted to recap here. Job's process to balance out masculine and feminine energy while dealing with a triggering situation. So here it goes. Step one: awareness and self-observation. Be courageous. Step two: taking time off to be with yourself and your emotions. This will require. Em- this will require courage as well if you are not used to take time for yourself and to tune in. Then step three is nurture yourself. Step four is breathe slowly and deeply. Step five, reframe the situation. Step six, focus on the desire and result and seven respond to the situation with grace. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if it has inspired you, please share it around you. Also, if you feel called to it, please subscribe to the podcast and give me a review. It really helps to spread the world out. All your questions are welcome. You can send them to me on Instagram, at rim.creativenergy.com or email me via my website rimcreativenergy.com and don't worry i'll share in the show notes exactly where to find me until next time sending you loving creative energy